Alright guys, Real Base 214 Baycast. I'm Greg. I'm here with uh Drew Warren. Amar. And uh we're gonna talk about a little training camp news so far. Um go over this Hall of Fame game that we had um Thursday night. Um what are you guys thoughts on um games? Get out the game out the way. Uh you know, I don't think there's much that can be said about kind of a, a bonus, quote-unquote, bonus preseason game where it's a lot of guys that, that aren't going to be with the team two weeks from now. Um, but there are there were a couple of highlights, I think. Uh, I, as you know, I've been screaming that Rico Gathers needs to be on the field. He looked phenomenal. Fall, and I thought he looked pretty good. You know, he I think he caught every pass that was thrown his way, um, which is good. He looked like... He looked like a, a big forward on the basketball court when he got a touchdown pass. And he also looked fast to me. He looked he looked fast. Probably yeah. fast. But um, the the blocking I saw, I'd have to I recorded the game. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. The blocking I saw um, looked okay. Mm-hmm. I did see him get pushed back a couple of times, but um, the one play that that actually got me really excited, apart from his touchdown, was the the little tight end screen that they ran. I think he could be lethal with that yeah. in the season. Um, the other highlight to me was um, was the third string quarterback, the current third string quarterback, um, Cooper Rush. I thought he looked really good. Um, it was cool to see the plays that were designed for him when he came to the game, um, as opposed to Kellen Moore, because the plays I think were more uh, akin to what Dak Prescott would run when mm-hmm. he's running the offense. You know, they, he ran a read option. And it's like, wow, that's you know, I thought that's pretty. He can. He's got some moves. He's pretty quick. You you saying that you think it's because of his athleticism or yeah. his height? Yeah, his athleticism because he can move around. Um, and honestly, at this point, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if he became the second string quarterback. Just after that small sample size, I think he's his ceiling is so much higher than Kellen Moore's. Obviously, uh, Coach Linehan knows a lot more about Kellen Moore. And I think also too, Kellen Moore is probably benefiting from being in the system for so long too. Agreed. Now, I think from. What, what I've heard, all, in, all indications are Kevin Moore has a brilliant football mind, and he could end up being a coach one day. And it's probably a good to have a guy like that around. But as far as playing, um, Cooper Rush has, has a lot of potential, I think. So it was good to see those guys. On the defensive side of the ball, he only got 16 plays out of Taco Charlton. Not a huge sample size. He didn't do much. He got pushed around. I know I read an article that Coach Marinelli wasn't really, wasn't really pleased with him. Um, but, look, we got – there's four more weeks to play. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll get it together. Um, and the defensive side of the ball, we didn't get to see a lot out of the Louisiana Tech pick, uh, Xavier Woods. I would have liked to see more from him. I was surprised that Byron Jones and Jeff Heath started the game. Um, I guess they're trying to to plug those guys in different spots and see what they got. Well, I, th- um, I think what, from what it looked like to me, it looked like they probably wanted to see how, what you know what they would look like if they were playing together. You know, more because I think even in in the in the playoff game yeah. that we lost, I don't think they were they were playing a safety spot together. I think when Byron was You're playing right. more in like the nickel and stuff like that, they because probably we still, didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, so they can probably so. just test that out to see how that will look. But I I fully expect you know coming to the beginning of the season week week one, I fully expect it to be Byron and Jeff Heath uh, in the safety positions. But um, I know you guys were excited about um, about Rod Smith, right? Yeah, uh, he, you know, I, from what I what I had been hearing in in training camp was that he had been um, really outperforming all the other running backs aside from Zeke uh, so far. And to w- without obviously seeing a whole lot of training camp uh, with our own eyes, 
uh, I, I was curious to see what he would do out on the field, and it was impressive. I, I actually, I, I don't know what has uh, aided in his transition because I know that he was uh, barely making the team, not making the team in years past, and uh, um, I don't know, maybe maybe his brother being there has, has uh, you know, aided his transition, but um, very impressed with what he did. Uh, as well as Alfred Morris, um, who in the game also looked uh, pretty good, looked looked nimble, was making um, you know mid regular season moves out there. So um, it, it creates a, an interesting dynamic at, at running back, especially with the the roster being whittled down over the next few weeks. Uh, Drew, with what you touched on, uh, a couple other players as far as gathers goes. Um, the main criticism I heard from uh, you know other analysts, cow- Cowboys specialty analysts, uh, the reports that I read were that obviously his his receiving was uh, lauded as as uh, being very impressive. The big concern was indeed the blocking, though yeah. uh, that there were uh, some assignments missed there, um, <coughs> and that that's something that is still a, a major work in progress. But you know to get out there and in in real live action and. Uh, see him uh, basically getting uh, offensive rebounds uh, near the goal line. It was certainly fun to see. He could pose a huge problem. Yeah, he can. The thing about it is that they, I, I think in all reports that I've seen, I've read that he's going to probably get to, you know pretty good playing time because I know him and Dak have been hooking up in practice a lot. Um, so I can definitely see them putting him in like try, little packages and stuff like that, where he you know they get him on the field to you know really. Use use his talents, especially when you know going off of that that jump ball. Was he he literally looked like he was snatching a rebound off the rim? Yeah, it's it's just yeah. I, I think it, obviously it, it is necessary for his blocking to improve. I, I and you talk about there being special sets. Well, if if defenses know that there's no chance of him being used as a blocker, it's going to be pretty easy to see whatever scheme it is that we're trying to run mm-hmm. on offense. So yeah. I, it, it's easy to say that, but the same thing can be said about Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I mean, he is not a blocker at all. Um, right, and I think I think Rico has just the physic the, the physical specimen that he is. I think he's yeah, he's what six six two ninety two eighty ish. I like, mean, I've heard he moves. went from six six to six eight and between two sixty and two ninety. So yeah. all I know is he's a big damn guy. Yeah, um, I think that his size eventually. You know, could you imagine if he if he does get the blocking down? That's what I'm saying. You're, you're not, not going to move that guy. God forbid he gets hurt. I mean, the reps are going to help him. He's only going to get better at that. And and that look, it takes time. He hasn't suited up and played in live action since the eighth grade. Yeah. So um, to see the leap that he made from from last year to this year tells me that there's still a lot of room to grow. Um, he's only going to get better. So it's really exciting to see that. Yeah. One guy that we didn't we didn't mention who I was who actually had a pretty good game was Bryce Butler. I mean he looked he looked really yeah. really good. Um, you know just you know just seeing the speed that he has to be able to get behind, um, you know, defensive backs and, and really catch the ball. It's almost like he kind of he, he's more he's more he's he's like a better put together Terrence Williams because they both have that speed. But I think you know. I, I I think Bryce Butler could probably run the route tree a little bit better than than Terrence Williams probably could. Yeah, he 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 can be des like at times. I mean, I know I've, I've uh, obviously been hard on him um, in the past, but if if he's gonna you know make that transition and and be the guy that can also uh, be special when it comes to coming down with the fifty fifty balls like Des is, then then yeah, that, that's great. And mm-hmm. and maybe. Um, you know he he will be a solid three and maybe better than that uh, uh, at some point. But um, yeah, I, I can't say that uh, 
you know, I, I, I wasn't pleased with his performance because I definitely was. A uh, couple of things that I was looking at the line was obviously we have Leo Collins, who's you know the right tackle spot. It's his job to lose right now. So the game against Arizona the other night was his first opportunity to kind of settle in and, and get some live game action in that role. And it seems seems like he did a, a pretty solid job. Yeah, he looked pretty good to me. Um, I don't think he got you know quote unquote beat on any plays. Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch the game, but. Jonathan Cooper at the left guard spot. It seems like with the injury, the shoulder injury to Chad Green right now, that the left guard spot is Jonathan Cooper's lose. So uh, theoretically, we could start Week One with a first-round pick at each of the offensive line spots, which is not a bad place to be. Um, well, it's, it's certainly uh, you know when you when you lose two linemen, whether it's to retirement or free agency, um, it, it's it's certainly not a bad place to be. Um, with obviously the the three anchors of uh, Smith, Martin, and, and Frederick, um, so uh, you know the the offense is, is fine. Uh, you know if you want to, I get it. It's the first game, and if theoretically not even the first game, it's a, a bonus preseason game. But uh, still, while you're watching it, um, you know from the perspective of a, a fan or, or an analyst, you you want to see the schemes working. You want to see the the things working on both sides of the ball and there was there was still a lot of frustrating things the opening um, drive the defense was a little rough oh my god oh, yeah. and that's and this is again this is the cowboys of the past 25 years it's i get it i get that there were i think only two or three starters there but it happened to be one of the starters that the big play was against yeah, but the thing about it is, too, I mean, when I went back and I looked at the film, you know, a lot of those plays were made or were, were made on positions where linebackers should have been. And none of our linebackers or True. potential linebackers started that game. True. Um, so, you know, although but, they went bing, bing, bing down the field. Yeah. It's, Sorry to cut you off. I was going to counter that with, but it was Blaine Gabbard. Yeah. Running, yeah, right, running right. an offense down the field, and they were throwing the ball. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, was, they, they, I, they, I just, I, and I, I can't deal with an entire season of third and long being a spot where we're vulnerable. Yeah. We're on defense, and we have the other team's offense on third and long with, like Drew said, Blaine Gabbard, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Why, why? Why is that the forty-yard play? Why is that the opportunity that the offense seeks to, 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 to have us where, where, where they want us? Mm-hmm. We, we can't have that kind of play against, against the Giants when Odell Beckham takes a seven-yard slant route for eight yeah. yards. Yeah, you're right about um, that. Because he does that on a routine basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have other receivers too, and so do the other teams in the division. And, and that's that's what I, I guess I, I I really, when I saw that opening drive, I, it was just kind of a, a show-me-something type drive. And it's like this is as heartbreaking as it was last year, let's have the motivation to come out on that drive and shut them down. Yeah. And we didn't do that. We got them in a third and medium, which it should be a win, and I ended up being two consecutive touchdown drives. Now, if it obviously this is it's, it becomes silly and, and a distant memory if when the, the the real the real first string get, comes in there and in the other preseason games and is playing well, then yeah, it's 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 as though it never happened. But uh, that was very frustrating to see. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess it doesn't matter too much that, that it, it took the offense a couple quarters to get going, mainly because nobody played. All of our skill position players yeah. were were not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, that has stuck in my craw. That that the, the those first two drives, particularly the third and five, that went for a 34, 35 yard game downfield on. 
I don't remember whether it was a, a slant or a post, but um, it's just something that it can't happen. It cannot happen this season, particularly early in games, and and uh, putting the offense in a situation where okay, now now you guys have to go win the track. Mm-hmm. Can't deal with it. Yeah, the other guy on defense that I was really really happy to see just get some reps and be on the field was Charles Tapper. Yes. Um, yeah. He, I mean that you know he had a couple plays good. in there where he was kind of dis- was kind of disruptive, which which really looked good. It was just good for me to see him on the field because that guy, like people forget, he was drafted ahead of Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he'll be there, and that gives me a little comfort because obviously we have a couple suspensions on the mm-hmm. defensive line. Some guys are going to be out to start the season, so knowing that he'll he'll be there is, is pretty comforting. That's yeah, good, um, and. You know, one of the guys who, who I was looking forward to see was was a was a Wizier. Um, You know, he started off rough. I mean, he was almost like that whole deer in the headlights syndrome. Um, but it, it it looked it looked to be like as he started to get a little bit more comfortable, he started playing more like you would see on the highlight films from him at Colorado. I mean, he almost came up with a pick. Um, and I think if he didn't run into the Cardinals receiver, he would have probably got the pick and probably took that thing to the house. It was almost as if he like he knew it was his, and mm-hmm. he was just like a little kid at Christmas, like he didn't know what to do with the, yeah. the present that was handed to him. Because I think in any other game, that would have gone to the house. Oh, exactly. I, I, and I, I'm willing to bet that he doesn't miss another ball like that for the rest of the year. No, it was that one time. He's it's kind of like the, the the Zeke Elliott like he was playing too fast exactly at the moment and once he settles in man I think and this is what he did he ran into the back of the receiver he, rather than yeah, running yeah, into the into the ball so, so, yeah. he was so far ahead of that ball I mean he had such a beat on it yeah it was it was his and no one else and he, he read it read it perfectly the receiver wasn't going to come close to to break well and if, I think uh, from watching the replay it looked like he was actually breaking on the ball before the receiver even turned around yeah, it was it, just like and the, the only thing that was in his way was the receiver and one thing we we know to have, and, and we've had it last year, is patience with rookie defensive backs. It's hard. So, last year, were there growing pains with Anthony Brown? Absolutely. But did he play extremely well over the course of the season? One of the best corners in the league towards the end of the year. Yeah. So, uh, again, yeah, patience. I mean, it took a, a lot of patience with Orlando Skandrick. I mean, it, it took it took years mm-hmm. for him to uh, really take the shape that he's taken now. So, um yeah, with with uh, with Cheeto, it's you know, I, I, does it bother me at all that you know he didn't get that pick or he made a couple mistakes early on? No, when you're talking about a, a rookie DB and um, you know, especially in, in these uh, in these types of coverages, if he's guarding a guy, um, if he's in man, it's yeah. it's you know, it, it, the slips here and there. But the point is. His awareness was pretty good. Yeah, I, I definitely loved his awareness, and it seemed his 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 aggression towards playing the football. Um, I don't know if you guys remember hearing Jerry Jones talk uh, during during the football game on Thursday night, um, but you know he made a comment as as to how everybody's making a big deal about how they had how all these rookies coming in and, and whatnot, and he was saying, "Hey, what we were doing, we purposely did that. We wanted to get younger on the defensive side of the ball, and and not only just get younger, but get bring guys in who." Get their hands on the football, you know. That's what. That's one. That's one of the main focuses was going into. You know, this drive is get guys who can get their hands on the football, and Uzi is definitely one of those guys. And um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I can't wait to see what happens when we get Jordan Lewis on the field with them, Xavier yeah. Woods on the field on on the, on the field with them, and just these guys. Never saying that. Also, too, Byron Jones has been working really, really hard on getting his hands on the football. They were interviewing Des Bryant, said he was staying after with him, 
and during training camp and mini camps, working just working on catching the football because there's a, there's a there's a lot of footballs that he got a hand on or or, or two hands on and just dropped or he was in position and just batted him down. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see how you know once everything everybody gets dialed in how everything works out. Agreed. I, I hope Jordan Lewis. Um you know, if he if he's still hurt, I don't want him to play. But I'd like to see him sooner rather than later, just to see what it looks like. And I think he said it was like a precautionary measure. They were just kind of yeah, keep on. You know, hamstrings are one of those things where they're kind of they're iffy. They're they're you know they're they're delicate. You know, got to baby those things. Right, and I'm sure um, even if he's ready to come back this week, he might not get a lot of playing time. But I look to have look for him to have a lot of time in, in weeks two and three. Um, it'll be good. The uh, there's a lot of different. A lot of different scenarios. You could you could piece the the defensive backfield together in a lot of different ways. As you as you touched on it, there's a lot of rookies back there. I think there's a lot of talent. So who knows? Um, Xavier Woods, Jordan Lewis, Cheeto. Um, we forget about Nolan Carroll's there. Yeah. Anthony Brown, Jeff Heath, Kavon Frazier from last year. So there's I mean started off rough in the beginning, but he kind of he he sunk in a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot of piecing together the next over the, the course of the preseason to see what works. But what I, what I think we know for sure is Anthony Brown's going to be at a corner spot, Byron Jones is going to be at a safety spot, and Jeff Heath's going to be at a safety spot. Um, Skandrick is probably going to be at another corner, and then we'll just have to see what happens with the nickel. Yeah, I mean, you know, just you know, touching on touching on that. I mean, we got to think back and look into uh, you know. Training camp. A lot of these guys are looking good, and you know, practice training camp. Orlando. I was seeing videos of Orlando. The interception he had um, on Dak Prescott against Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, I he's that. looking. He's looking really good. And um, just excited to see a lot of these guys who are performing really, really well in training camp. Um, I can't wait to see that transition to the field. You know, he's watching. You know, videos of Dalen Smith are everywhere. You know, that guy doesn't even look like anything was wrong with his knee. The way he flies from sideline to sideline, and I can't wait to see. You know, I'm just kind of upset that I didn't get to see him. But you know what, Amar? You know, I told Amar, you. Yeah, Amar, Amar made it known, like, dude, we, I don't know why I expect that. You're not going to see him. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, you know, just, just from seeing the videos in from training camp. I mean, has anybody jumped out at, at you guys that you are really looking forward to live action? Uh, well, for and and this is on on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I was actually going to bring this up. Is uh, Andy Jones? Um, looked pretty good and uh it's interesting because i remember hearing you know some of the uh team media personalities talking about how he was really looking good in training camp and if you remember you know during the game he caught a few balls um and it looked good and you know i expected to maybe see um more out of noah brown either you know by uh you know playing time um and they didn't give him a whole lot so it makes me think that uh, you know maybe Andy Jones is is the kind of dark horse uh, receiver that mm-hmm. um, you know obviously wasn't here last year and uh, has a real shot of uh, of making the team if he keeps uh, progressing the way that he does. So I, I want to see uh, I want to see how that goes. I know obviously Noah Brown is is Zeke's guy and is is going to get his opportunities, but um, you know it, it looks like you know Andy Jones is going to make it tough for. Um, you know, someone outside of, uh, you know, the mainstays with Dez, Bryce, Terrence, Ryan Switzer, and, and Cole, uh, you know, of really not only making the team, but having any impact in the regular season. So I want to see, I want to see, see more of Andy. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of uh, Switzer. I want to see Switzer on the field and see what he can do. Um, I guess that'll probably happen next week. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, going back to Alfred Morris, you know, rumor is he's in the best shape of his football career. I mean, he, he, looked, he looked good on uh, Thursday, too. But with the play of Rod Smith and the fact that Rod Smith can contribute on special teams, it makes me wonder who's going to be the odd man out. I think, you, Omar, you touched on it earlier. It, you know, it, could this be a, a potential trade scenario with Alfred Morris trying to get something back for him while he's still got some legs? Or will we just let him go? I, I don't know. And it's tough to say because um, there's also another running back in there, Darren McFadden. So Yeah, well, I was talking about the number three back because I think McFadden's a lot to be the second. And theoretically, it's, yeah. It's, it's going to be. It's, I think it comes down to who's going to be the three. Is it Morris or Smith? Um, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Real quick, though, I did want to give a shout-out to an Arkansas kid that, that played, I thought, really um, well the other night. Sam Irwin Hill took all kicking duties the other night, and I thought he did a great job. Obviously, yeah. we're pretty set at the kicker yeah. spot. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a wonderful tryout for him, and hopefully he catches on somewhere because he's probably not going to make the Cowboys. Mm. But. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I Obviously, I didn't see him a whole lot in college, but watching his form, it looks like he's been under Dan Bailey. It, does, it did look it, like it, that, yeah. It looked like the same form that... At, Hey, that's certain points. If I was looking at the jerseys, I would have thought, hey, what's Dan doing out they there got, playing? They got a similar build. Hmm. Similar build, but I, I also, I literally think the, the style that he's kicking, I, I feel like Bailey had some influence, and the ball kind of, you know, each each kicker, it's like it's almost like a fingerprint. The ball comes off a kicker's foot right. a different way, and it, it looked very similar to Dan Bailey there. I know it was only a uh, very small uh, sample size, but... Um, Australia. Yeah, I, I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed. Well, he was he was good at Arkansas. Uh, I kind of I had a feeling that he was going to end up in the NFL. I mean, he had some punts at Arkansas that were just ridiculous. And uh, for some reason, these Aussies co- go to the SEC and just, yeah. and just kick the hell out of the ball and yeah. end up in the NFL. So um, we'll see. Hopefully, he catches on somewhere. Um, as far as as far as the running ba- running backs go, what, what's what's your 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 read on it? I mean, first of all, another thing to try and figure out and try and guess at is. Exactly. How many are we going to keep on the roster? There's, we have a bunch of holes that need filling, and I mean, I could see scenarios where we have four. I, I could too, but I think I think most game days you're going to come with three. So I think it'll be Zeke, Darren McFadden, and either honestly, Rod. Honestly, to me, I'm leaning towards Rod Smith. If I'm if I'm in the front office and someone asks me, "What's your vote?" I think I'm going with Rod Smith. I mean, just not from a, from a pure running back standpoint, but also to how you mentioned that how good he's been playing on special teams. You yeah, know what I mean, it makes him. You know, you can put him on the field in multiple roles and save another spot for somebody else. You got to think. I mean, you you're only you're only allowed 53 men, and you got to they they have to be about the most valuable 53 yeah. you have. So if he can contribute on special teams, which he which he can and does, then he's more valuable to the team. Not taking anything away from Alfred Morris, he put I thought he played great through the night. And honestly, when he got on the field last season, I thought he looked good. Um, I mean, look, we look back to the Washington game yeah. at the and, first of the yeah. season. I mean, yeah. he, he took over for Zeke, and it was like, all right, okay. know, we were in that and, game. And that's exactly why I I lean towards Alfred Morris. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, and, I mean, I would lean towards Alfred Morris, too. Just, you, know, because, you know, a couple of those big runs that he had, you know, Harvard Line wasn't playing. You know what I mean? So these are, you know, I mean, Alfred Morris guys. is still a young man, and, and I, I mean – did he lead the conference in rushing with the Redskins? The 
I think, one year? I think he did his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is a guy who's proven to be a quality running back. I I mean, this is his last year on his deal with us, I think. I don't think he got extended. I think it was just a two-year deal. So, And considering the way that he filled in last year when, when asked to, and you can't really understate how pivotal or you can't overstate how, how, how pivotal that uh, that Washington game in, in week two when yeah. he came in, when Zeke fumbled the ball, and we could not start out 0-2, particularly 0-2 in the division. And he came in there and took over. Yeah, I think got got the winning touchdown. Um, and, um, you know, I, I don't have a great short-term memory, but uh, I do remember that. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I was... When watching the game uh, on on Thursday, the preseason game, um, I was looking to see if there was a clear separation between Rod Smith and. Yeah, there really Morris. wasn't. And and it, although I saw more out of Rod Smith than I'd ever seen out of him before, uh, Alfred Morris, he, he 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 did not disappoint. So no, he still got it. And I think the other thing is Rod Smith looked great, but he looked great in the second half of the second quarter and in the second half of the game against guys who, for Arizona, aren't going to make the team. Well, that's probably a pretty good point. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to consider the competition. And, you know, he'll get. I think he'll get his opportunity against more realistic competition in mm-hmm. the coming weeks. So yeah. we'll, we'll probably revisit this same conversation three weeks from now. And oh, yeah. It'll yeah, be definitely. Like cleared up. So. Definitely. Um. One another player I'm lo- really looking forward to see out there with the first team. You know, I can't I'm, can't wait to see uh, Lyle Collins out, out of right tackle. I know we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but to see, I really really can't wait to see him with, as one cohesive unit with all the other linemen that we have. Um, you know, he kind of held his own out there um, in, in, on Thursday night, but you know, it, it it'd be interesting to see his level of confidence and where he goes knowing you have Zach Martin on the side of you. Exactly. You know, that, working with you. That's you know, exactly and those in, those say. combo blocks and those double teams are going to be highlight reels, I, I, I believe. Yeah. Well, not only is Zach Martin um, physically gifted, but he's smart. He's been in the system for a few years now. And he, I'm sure, can answer any question that Lael Collins has. So, it, uh, yeah, absolutely, it'll make a huge difference in Lael Collins' game when he's playing right next to Zach Martin. So, It'll be fun to watch. I think it's also good that Lyle Collins now has a little bit more financial security than he had before. Oh yeah, I'm that that, that contract extension was, was was huge. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it's good to, good to lock. What was the? How many years was it for? Uh, two years. The two year two year extension. Yeah. Um, good to lock that up. Next thing on the agenda, we got to lock up Zach Martin though. Yeah, they're yeah. working on that. I, I think that that's definitely going to be get done before the start of the start of the camp of a not camp the start of the season. Um. Going back to the tight ends, though, I mean, we saw we saw Rico Gathers. There was a kid from Oklahoma State that got in the game. Um, he looked good. I doubt he makes the team, but it makes me wonder. I mean, James Hanna, I have no idea when he's going to be on the field. Coming back from the knee injury last year. And Jeff Swain with the torn pec, I, I just don't know how much activity they're getting in, in preseason training camp, and I don't know how much time they're going to get on the field in the preseason. So. Um, good for Rico Gathers and good good for me because I want Rico Gathers on the field, but uh, we need depth yeah. too. I mean, it's Jason Witten and we didn't see anyone else besides a couple guys who probably aren't going to make the team and Rico Gathers. Yeah. So um, I'd, I'd like some sort of update from the team on, on where Jeff Swaim and um, 
James Hanna are right now. Oh, good thing we got Jason Witten locked up for another four years. Yeah. <laughs> so, anybody else you guys looking forward to defensive side of the ball? So, we covered defense, defensive backs, defensive line. Well, Linebackers Drew, Drew brought her up at, at, is and and Tapper I think is, is a key. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sadly we don't know who's going to be suspended or injured uh, at any given time. Um, so well, Tapper again with with all of the anticipation that uh, you know we had for him uh, as a rookie, which has been a little bit delayed. It was it was just really good to see him out there, and I, I want to keep seeing him uh, get as much time as possible. He will be on the field a lot. Yeah, to he start will be the a season, lot um, because we're we're going to be extremely limited. Um, him and Benson Mayoa, they're they're going to get a lot of playing time. Yeah. Um, another person on offense who uh, just, just you know just to add a couple more things before we wrap this up. Um, I noticed uh, a lot of plays were being called for in in practice was was our fullback Keith Smith. Um, I saw, I saw, uh, you know, he had a, like a 15-yard, you know, fullback handoff play, and I could definitely see us using more plays like that to kind of get, you know, get defenses off their spot, I mean, especially when you have aggressive, you know, runners like like Keith is. I mean, and we have, you know, other positions. Dez is going to be Dez, and Cole's going to be Cole. Cole. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see on offense, see, you know, more people get involved than the usual suspects. He also showed some hands the other night, which is good because, you know, Fullbacks yeah. just don't. Especially when Kellen Moore was throwing the ball behind him. Yeah, yeah, um, but it was good to see. Do you guys see any scenario where Cooper Rush could beat out Kellen Moore for the backup? I think, I think, I, I actually I could, but I think it's going to depend. It's going to depend on one of those things where, you know, since you know Dak Prescott is obviously a different quarterback than than Kellen Moore, and Cooper Rush is a definitely different quarterback than Kellen Moore, and. Dak and Cooper are kind of the same kind of quarterback, so it depends on what you're going to want to run. If you're going to want to keep up and keep business as usual, you would probably have somebody like 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 Cooper Rush who who matches those those talents athletically. Now, as far as like being in the system and knowing the plays and stuff like that, you kind of want to go with a with a Kellen Moore. So it, it'd be one of those things you'd be interested to see what what would take place. I mean, like I said earlier, I. When you think about it, like who knows the system better? It's not; it's a no-brainer. Kellen Moore clearly knows the, the playbook better. He's been he's been around longer, and Cooper Rush is a rookie, so obviously the smart pick would be Kellen Moore. But as I was talking about earlier, I think Cooper Rush's ability, his potential, is just yeah. I mean, I don't. I personally don't see any way that he moves up from third string this year, just be, be, for some of the same reasons you mentioned. And on top of that. Kellen Moore has a ton of the respect from the coaching staff and, mm. and his teammates, but um, but look, it could happen. Yeah. Boy, it happened last year. It did. You yeah, know? Dak Prescott. But you, you, just, know. you never know. But Cooper, yeah. Cooper Rush is a guy who was a four-year starter in college, threw a lot of yards, won a lot of games, and I think those kind of guys are, are good to have around. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope he makes the team. Um, if he's not on the the game day roster, I hope I hope he's on the practice squad because I think he'll be he'll, he'll be a good guy to have around. Kellen Moore's never gonna lead the Cowboys to the playoffs. All right, let's just let's be realistic about okay. it. Um, I'm sure he knows a lot. I'm sure he's good to have in the locker room and watching film, and, but just not gonna be that guy. Yeah. Cooper Rush, I I can reasonably see just after that small sample size, he's got 
he's got something. He's a football player. Mm-hmm. All Kellen Moore has to do to justify a spot on the roster is be better than Matt Castle and Brandon Whedon for were for us. Yeah, and that's it. I agree with that. So, I mean, what are we week and a half, almost two weeks into? So this is our the second week, right, of training camp? Correct. We we are well into the second week. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what you know what what you know storylines we get coming out these next couple of weeks, especially after this next preseason game. So, you know. That should be it. Have a, had a lot more um, input on on, what, on how the team's going to look and going forward. Right. So. So we got the uh, the Rams coming up, right? Do we? Do we? Yeah, I'm not sure. Check out a Mars. Who we have? Next preseason up. game. That's how, how we usually roll since we're in Oxford. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing at the Rams, which I'll tell you what it's it. Typically, you don't schedule a preseason game against someone you're playing in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, um, we played them last year too in the preseason. Yeah, well, for, I mean, it's because we have our training camp. Yeah, there right there. So. Right. I would have figured that they, but still, we play them in the regular yeah. season. Something you want to avoid. So, I would say that we're probably again going to be putting out there a lot of vanilla packages, considering that we're playing them this year. So, um, we we may not be able to learn a whole lot more until we start. Um, you know, we see the game on uh, against the Colts and the Raiders later on, but hmm. another team. Yeah, another team that we're playing. Play. Yeah, I don't like the schedule. I'll yeah, be honest, I'm not I mean, this is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> keep playing teams yeah. and playing the regular season. Yeah, well, the regular season is going to be tough, man. Yeah, but come out the gate tough. So that's <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there'll be more guys trying to earn a job uh, starting uh, next weekend. I guess it's uh, next Saturday against against the Rams. What time's that game? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. All right. Definitely have have our 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 notepads out so we can take notes about that. Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night. All right. Sounds good. All right, fellas. So we're gonna wrap it up. Um, Real base two one four Baycast. I'm Greg. Drew. Amar. See Bye. you guys later.